Hello and welcome to episode 12 of The Brand Lounge, where every Thursday we feature insightful brand stories to showcase the hundreds of ways that businesses are started, the ups and downs of being an entrepreneur, and to reassure you that you're not doing this thing alone. I'm Tammy Heels. I'm your host and founder of Shadowcat Creative, where I'm a personal brand coach and designer. And today I'm joined by the delightful Kaylee Meadows, founder of Koala Marketing, which is a green and ethical design and marketing agency. Thank you so much for joining me today, Kaylee. Hello. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. If you caught the last episode, Kaylee and I talked about being environmentally sustainable as a small business, and I'm sure there'll be more insights into that today. So be sure to catch up on Tuesday's episode if you haven't already. And today, Kaylee is sharing her business journey and brand story with us. So Kaylee, I guess to start with, I'd love to hear what the story behind your business is and what inspired you to set up Koala Marketing. It's a great question. Um, so I actually had this conversation fairly recently with somebody. Um, I think what happened was I have worked for various companies in the corporate world for many years in marketing roles, various marketing roles. And um, I think what happened is I just I found that I, I wasn't truly bought into any of the values, um, where the company sort of sits, the culture. I felt like there was often things where I think, oh, there's a little bit of a disconnect there. I don't, on paper, many times when I went for jobs, I was like, oh my God, the values, they just, they speak to me. I think this is going to be a fantastic role for me. I love the company. You sort of get started into the job and you're like, oh, I don't really feel that that's sort of seamlessly going into that experience for me as an employee. Um, And as I've sort of got older, I guess, my values have become more concrete in, you know, thinking about things outside of myself, being a bit more open-minded, exploring my creativity, thinking more along the lines of the planet, the environment. And so I guess for me, having done freelancing work on the side for years anyway, it seemed like a necessary step in starting something that was kind of really in line with my values as a person and wanting to build a business that kind of reflected that, that spoke those messages clearly to people. So yeah, thinking about the creativity side and the environment side, it just seemed like a a natural progression for me to start something, a brainchild of my own. I love that so much. And I think that it's really interesting something that you've said, and it's something that I think a lot of people can relate to is that corporate corporate companies have these values and they put them down on paper, but when you're actually in the mix of it, it gets so diluted from that initial intention right the way down to the employees at whatever level you're at that it can be really hard to feel like you're living those values as part of a bigger company. Absolutely. Yeah. And the bigger the company, the more those values are diluted and lost, really. Um, the more I think you're, you've, there's a feeling of unbelonging, being just a number and not really feeling as part of that community. And, and you're at work so much of the time. I think you really have to love what you do. And I think if you don't, then whatever change needs to be made, it needs to be made, whether that's looking for another company, starting your own thing. Mm. So yeah, that's what I did. Yeah, that's awesome. And as a creative, I know that um, a lot of creatives do tend to do a lot of freelance work on the side or dabble in freelance work. So what was it that made you decide to be a business as opposed to a freelancer? So I think for me, I was doing lots of work on the side, really enjoying that. 
um, freedom, um, being, you know, fully responsible for that whole process from selling the idea to somebody, taking them on that creative journey and then delivering something at the end of it. And I think being involved in every part of that process, you really get a just that lovely warm fuzzy feeling inside that you've really contributed something each time um so I think for me that just that that journey of uh, I sort of started um doing bits of work on the side getting a bit busier with that then realizing I needed to go part-time so I went part-time and then I that allowed me the freedom to start to build up that side of things really and take on bigger projects um really start to think about oh oh I've got like an idea for a business for myself that I think really fits with me I was already speaking a lot of that speak anyway and then it just sort of seemed like the natural progression I've got a very supportive partner who's also self-employed who gave me a lot of amazing advice some of it was listen it's going to be hard it's going to be it's not going to be a smooth sailing journey it's going to be a lot harder than working for somebody else Mm. um you probably will have sleepless nights over things you probably will lay awake you know your brain's just going crazy but it is an amazing feeling and you know you he I think he could see that I was working myself so much and that I had that entrepreneurial spirit inside and so he was like go for it because I know no matter what that you'll make a success of it and hopefully I am and will um but uh, yeah so it just seemed like a natural progression for me um not wanting to do stuff on the side I wanted everything that I did going forward to be under a brand that was just a little part of me yeah. Uh, a part of my soul and I feel that that's what my brand reflects for me I think it's a massive core part of if you scraped away everything and looked at my soul as a as a visual diagram and creative piece whatever it would be I think that's what the koala marketing brand represents today that's wonderful it's absolutely brilliant and yeah I agree I mean having had conversations with you and being involved in your like seeing your content and experiencing your content I think that you're the brand and the values that you have are very clear and come across very, very strongly, which is just wonderful to see because you can instantly make that connection. Um, one thing that I'd love to pick up and talk a little bit more about because I was chatting with Haley Jenkins a couple of weeks ago about other people's limiting beliefs. And we had a lot of conversation around how as business owners, it can be really hard when you don't have other business owners around you kind of in your immediate non-work or non-friendship groups so partners family and the rest of it but you've had the opposite experience of that where you've had someone who kind of gave you the heads up have you found that what you were told from your other half is kind of been accurate with your experience with freelancing as well absolutely yeah um so my other half is very black or white so he's very to the point like I'm a bit of a creative like like you know uh, fluffy clouds and rainbows and you know all that sort of stuff and he's very much like a logical thinker and so we really balance each other out which is great but he was very honest he said you know you are gonna you're gonna struggle and it's gonna be highs and lows and you know potentially you might not make any money for the first year and you've just got a hard slog keep going and you'll get there and um he's I think he's maybe 10 years down the line now Mm. and slowly but surely he's grown his business and and 
unlike a lot of un- other industries actually he's actually grown throughout lockdown um so we're very lucky because he's in logistics and so it's it was an industry that did really really well it thrived sort of as busy as christmas on some of the days um so we, we were quite lucky as a family that we had that um because it took away some of the worry i think for me i would have probably struggled a bit more with worrying especially at the start when a lot of things went pause um but uh yeah, yeah absolutely accurate account of what i was expecting and uh it's yeah it's every day is a learning curve i actually think i've learned more in the last year and eight months i think that's how old koala is koala mm-hmm. is now uh than i have ever probably you know about myself even about how i work i've i explore a lot more ideas now i'm you know, I'm, I'm constantly on a self-development journey. And so for me, I think as a person that needs to keep learning that uh, somebody said to me once, there's two types of people, there's learner bees and there's worker bees. Learner bees always have to be learning. They're happiest when they're always learning new things and worker bees just have to be working that, you know, they're, they're somebody that will probably left school and got a job straight away. And they're just happiest in that environment working. Um, Dan's probably a, a worker bee and I'm probably a learner bee. So I'm always wanting to keep learning and learning and learning. So I think for me, this step was was the best step I could have taken personally in, yeah. on the road to happiness. No, <laughs> I, I absolutely agree. And I think like the, honestly, the self-development, and the self-realizations that happen when you have a business. So I've been, my business has been up and running for about three and a half years now. And the first two and a half, I was still fully employed, like full-time employment. So I was doing it on the side (laughs) and it was, it was hard, but I was like, I love what I do. I love what I do during the day. I love what I do it during the evenings even more. But it was only when I went fully self-employed that I was all of a sudden, (laughs) it's like, oh, this is how I like to work. This is how Mm. I like to be managed. This is how, this is why I've never got on with managers. This is why (laughs) I like working the way I do. And this is how I like to manage my time. And having Mm. that freedom to really explore, not just developing your skills and not just learning as a business owner, but also learning as a person, how you choose to um, divide your time, how you work best. Like I know, I'm sure most creatives, I'm sure most people have their zones when they work better. It oh, just happens gosh, at yeah. like two in the afternoon till two in the morning. Not the most practical. <laughs> well, I actually, you know, you saying that, I wrote a blog recently about um, throughout lockdown, I did a bit of a self audit. You know, we do it with our businesses, don't we? We stop, yeah. we take a look. Is there a better, more streamlined way that we can do this process is there a bit of software we can implement should is this task better left with another person etc we're always looking at ways to kind of make things better and uh, we don't really do it with ourselves and if we work for ourselves and we are a team of one like a lot of us are at the moment um are we really doing that with how we work best are we analyzing for me i need to get up at this time you know i need to start my day with a run i'm not saying that's me but i'm saying for some people starting their day with with a physical activity is the best way to stimulate that creativity or that motivation Mm. and so throughout lockdown i did that i thought i was having days where i was like 
super creative and like smashing through tasks and just like really happy with the output that I was putting out there. And then there were days where I was just like, oh my God, it's just a constant struggle here. I'm just not getting there. Yeah. And I was thinking, what's the difference? Sometimes I'm, you know, I feel I'm the same person. I'm, I'm getting the same amount of sleep. Um, and so, yeah, I kind of, I explored that a little bit. So I kind of feel like those sorts of journeys that we go on as uh, freelancers or consultants, whatever, whatever you want to call us, I think they're really good for us, for our self-development as well. Yeah. Almost hitting stop and just going, right, hang on a minute. I'm just not getting there today. Do you know what? I'm just going to take the rest of the afternoon off and I'll come back to it at six o'clock after dinner and that's okay. Yeah. So yeah, absolutely. it's that whole thing, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, I'm a, I'm a huge, huge believer that to be successful, to be successful, happy, and profitable in business, you really need to find your own rhythm. Um, and it was something that I tried to brute force for a long time. And it's just like, just keep working, just keep working. I bought into that whole hustle culture that you can't be successful unless you're always working. And it just it nearly, like, it was really, really tough. It was tough mentally, physically, on relationships, everything. Um, and when I started doing exactly as you said and started reflecting on why things were feeling so difficult, mm. that's when I started making the switch to, okay, so I enjoy doing this. I don't enjoy doing that. I work better here. I don't work better there. And then working with a business coach just really helped escalate that for me. Um, so yeah, it's it's really interesting that I feel like it's a journey that every business owner seems to go on at various mm. levels where you try to dive into what you think you do and how you think you work best. But then exactly like you said, doing a self-audit and realizing that actually there's a better way can make you more efficient and make you happier. Because I mean, we're all in business to be happy and make a difference. Oh God, so. yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah, and I, I think we've all been those people in jobs. I mean, I did, where I just was so miserable. I was yeah. working, I was going in an hour early every day. I was working through my lunch every day. I was staying late. I was taking my laptop home, mm -hmm. you know, and it does really take its toll. You know, you're you're on a you're a hop, skip, and a jump away from a burnout. That's for sure. Mm -hmm. And you know, your your relationships, like you say, they can suffer. You're not you're not putting enough time and energy because relationships need time and energy. And I don't just mean your partner. I mean, you know, with your family, with your friends. And so, yeah, I think it is about finding that almost like that perfect storm. Yeah. Yeah, of, uh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> just hope it's a storm in a teacup rather than just a big old mess. Um, yes. <laughs> so when it came to setting up Koala Marketing, something that I'm sure comes up a lot for a lot of the listeners is knowing how to make that step from being employed to being a business owner. So for you, what, what did that look like? What did that step look like? So obviously you mentioned a minute ago that I, um, I went part-time when I realized I was getting to that point where, you know, quality was suffering because mm. I was working full-time trying to do freelancing work on the side um so yeah went part-time took on more and more work and then just got to the point where I thought oh I'm just gonna go for it like you know I'm just gonna go for it now you know always before it's like it's never a good time oh well we're moving house it's not a good time or you know uh, I'm trying to we're going on holiday next week uh we're saving for that it's a big holiday it's not a good time and I just think you need to just go if you want to do it like I'm one of those people I'm quite stubborn with myself where I'm like if I do something I'll carry it out I'll see it through no matter what. 
even if it kills me, I'm going to bloody give it everything I've got. And uh, so I thought, I'm just going to go for it. And like yeah. I said, Dan was um, just amazing in saying, you've got to do this. He was just my my champion all the way through. And uh, I had a wobble. <laughs> I had like a major wobble, actually. I was on my way up to London. Um, I was working my notice in my job that I had before. And I was transitioning everything over. I was building the website, um, going through the branding journey. I, well, I'd actually d- just done that. Um, I was writing copy. I was, I, I just wasn't switching off. It was probably like a month of just like not sleeping, thinking about everything. Mind was going crazy, trying to get everything in place, and you know all your insurance, insurances and all that sort of stuff. And uh, I, I, the first time ever in my life, I had like a, a panic attack actually on the train on the way up to London. And I, I don't, uh, you know, personally, I'm a big advocate for looking after your physical and mental health. Um, I think my sort of content that I put out on social media reflects that, but I've never really struggled with mental health uh, personally, but I've known a lot of friends and family and things like that that have. And um, so I've gone through that with them. But yeah, I was on a train on my own. I was going up to do a video case study and I I was just I just thought I, I can't breathe and I was just sat on the train it felt like something was sitting on my chest and I was and I'm as I'm quite rational in that sense I thought right you're freaking out it's because you you know you're so worried about making this final transition into self-employment you work in your last week uh, of employment mm-hmm. you're going it on your own and do you know what I did I I I know it's probably a, a bit of advice that a lot of people do. I sat and I wrote a list of all the things I needed to do for the remainder of the journey. And I put a number by each of the things in the order of things that needed to be done. And it was probably a full A4 bit of paper. And they were all the things I needed to do to set up in order to kind of make that final step. So I had about a week. Yeah. And just doing that, I think, just kind of refocused me and made me... But that was quite a scary experience. I think that was my first kind of self-employment real fear where I thought I could really fail here am I going to look silly or it's not so much about that or uh, you know am I going to feel like I've let myself down yeah um and so I just had a bit of a word with myself wrote a list and got on with it swallowed it down it's a horrible <laughs> thing to go through and I think exactly what you were saying harking back to what you were saying earlier is like um, your other half is absolutely right. There are sleepless nights, but I think that because we're so invested in our business, particularly as personal brands, because it's us that's out there, I think that it really is hard to kind of differentiate between work you and home you. And, you know, boundaries have been lifesavers, lists have been lifesavers for me as well, or business savers. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Oh my goodness. So yeah, I mean, other than having kind of those initial fears, as your business has grown and developed, are there any particular hardships that you've experienced that you weren't expecting along the way? Well, COVID was a big one. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> wasn't expecting that to happen <laughs> a year into my um, self-employment journey. No, so that was probably... Uh, uh, you know, a really challenging time. Um, but I think each and every... Uh, thing that goes wrong or, or seems hard, any challenge just makes you stronger, makes you able to then deal with that better the next time. So I think 
I think it's all about perspective as well. So I was initially a bit like, oh my God, that's a bit worrying. Um, when, you know, a few of my clients hit pause on work and things like that. And I didn't quite know where I stood and I completely understood why they did that and, and backed them completely. They needed to do what was right for them. Um, where did that leave me? So I thought, right, I'm going to, and that's when I started the podcast. So I yeah. took probably the, a bad situation and thought no this doesn't have to be a bad situation like maybe I won't have any work for a little while but there's things I can do Mm -hmm. I can promote myself I can start a new creative adventure and so yeah I thought I'll start a podcast and that was kind of where creative genius not came from so I think out of that scary situation came something that now I look back on and I think oh I started that then when I was probably not in the best you know space with my business necessarily and um yeah still carrying that on in the background and um, I'm just really glad that I did that I will always be able to look back on that and know that I that came out of that horrible situation I think so yeah a bit about perspective yeah I love that I love reframing it and I love looking for alternative opportunities because I think it's so hard when something unexpected whether that's COVID whether that's um, a personal crisis whatever it is that you're going through it can be really easy to sit back and go well this is happening COVID was a would have been a brilliant excuse for Tammy of three years ago where it'd be like oh no you know this is proof that it's not going to work when actually like you've done it's looking for what else can happen and what else you can do to make the best of the situation not even the best of the situation but what alternatives you can do it's Mm. it's making you up your game and I think that COVID was not you know I'm not going to sit here and sugarcoat it and say that you know oh yay you know it really helped in the end when actually it's (laughs) it's been a shitstorm yeah there's businesses that have closed there's work that's dried up and everything else but if you're able to kind of reframe your thinking and find an alternative and still um, still continue forward with your business, I think I'm, I'm a firm believer that we all go into business believing we can be successful, even if it's like just the tiniest little spark and you, you feel like you've got a little bit of confidence, but you're not 100% if it's going to work out, you still have that spark that it can be successful. And it's just making sure you fan those flames to keep it going mm. so you can build it up. But oh, that's, that's nice. I like that. Yeah, it is. It's just that spark, isn't it? Yeah, and it then... is. And that's all that you need because that's yeah. different. Otherwise, you wouldn't do it. You wouldn't set up a business. You wouldn't go through all of this if you didn't believe in it. <laughs> definitely not (laughs) off my soapbox for now I'm sure it'll come back out later (laughs) so we've talked about hardships but I don't want this to be all about the negative so other than the podcast which is wonderful by the way guys go and check that out um I'll pop the link in the show notes um (laughs) were there any unexpected successes along the way as well I know we've talked about like self-development and things but is there anything that's happened in since you've had koala where you've been like you know what this was unexpected but amazing so I think koala has given me a platform as well and we sort of touched on this earlier to develop it as a person and commit to something greater so I, I already was um I guess taking steps in the sustainable direction before officially starting Koala and my mindset has always been a little bit like that and I was thinking about this the other day 
even as a child, I had a book that was is all about the planet. I have this as like it's quite a vivid memory for me. And I remember thinking, you know, like things bothering me, like um when I would see litter on the floor, even like as a child thinking, oh, like that's not good for the planet or, you know, seeing things about how we should be recycling and things like that, even when it wasn't such a big climate emergency as it is now. And there wasn't all that, um, you know, media around it. Mm. I remember thinking, you know, just loving like being outside and, and just loving wildlife and animals and making sure like animals had the right environments. And, you know, in my head, I would just worry about that. And I think that kind of got lost a little bit in my teenage years when I was perhaps more focused on partying and that sort of thing. But this, <laughs> <laughs> I've realized this, it is a core part of me. You know, I am, I'm a very conscious person. I do, worry about things in that way where I think oh you know and I'm certainly not a a preachy everyone do this but I think I can control what I do Mm. and I can in my own small way I can start small and I can make small changes like I probably it was about three and a half years ago probably just over where I decided to give up meat Mm-hmm. I spoke about that stubbornness earlier when I'm like, right, no, I'm doing it. And I just, I'm stubborn about myself. So I'll keep to that. And I did. And so I don't eat meat anymore. So that was, that was kind of a big change. It wasn't because I didn't like meat. Um, still love the smell of a bacon sandwich. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. <laughs> but it was, it was a selfless thing to do for the greater good. It was my thought process around that was, you know, supply and demand, mass production, you know, seen so many amazing documentaries that have really highlighted that small changes can make a big impact. And I think for me, I'm in control of myself. So I thought I just want to start to make more conscious decisions. And so I think for me, a personal thing that's really come out of Koala is just cementing that commitment to that, really. It gives me a platform to talk about things I'm passionate about. I also think I've grown, you know, I've, I've got lots of business contacts, uh, followers, et cetera, on, on different social media channels that I think I can communicate with and educate. And so, yeah, I think it's just developed me personally massively. And as Koala develops, so do I. And I think that in itself is just an amazing journey that I've been on in the last year and a half plus. So, yeah. I love that. And I'm, I'm curious to know, did you think that that would be such an integral part of koala marketing when you first started out? I did only because, I mean, do you know what? I thought about this the other day because I knew I was going to be coming on here and speaking to you and you asked me a question. I've got to be eight months ago now. I don't know, six (laughs) months ago. You said, what's your favorite color? I bet it's green. And I thought about that. I can't remember what I said back to you. Um, and it's not my favorite color, actually. It's my favorite color is blue. But for me, green is, you know, we were always talking about authenticity. Like mm-hmm. be really you, be you. Because yeah. you can't go wrong if you're being you. Yeah. I feel like blue is, if I, if I went blue with my brand, I feel that that would be an unauthentic version of me. I think if I was a color, I would be a shade of green. And I think that's why I chose green. I thought it has mm. to be green. As soon as I started exploring color palettes for my brand, I was, I, you know, I looked at lots of different things and I knew that I was going to have values built upon sustainability, but it didn't have to be green. It could, it could have been a, a, another clever mechanic of creating 
that feeling. But when I started to explore those colors, I thought, no, that is, cause that is me. You know, it, it is, it is how I feel. I'm most happiest when I'm outside. I love trees. I love, you know, that is, it is a big part of who I am. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, I guess I wanted to build a business based on having been disappointed by values and cultures in other businesses. I knew that I wanted to build something that reflected the values of who I think I really am and what makes me feel happy. Yeah. I I think that that's absolutely brilliant. And I think that both of us being designers will have a slightly different approach to this to certain other business owners, only in the fact that exactly what you were saying there. And I just want to pick up on that is like green isn't just a color. It's a feeling. Yeah. I'm sure that there will be people out there who can relate to that, but it sounds such a, it sounds a bit, a bit woo. woo. Yeah. It does sound a bit woo, but it's like, you know, colors, they do represent feelings and, you know, connecting with emotions and connecting with everything else. I mean, marketing exists just purely to have that emotional connection with someone through a brand that I can absolutely understand why you would be green, even if your favorite color is blue. Yeah. I felt like (laughs) it was being, it would almost have been being unauthentically me if I'd have decided to have created something that represented my soul and how I really think and feel. And then went a different direction. Like I love loads of other color combinations and I think, Oh God, that's gorgeous. Like navy blue and pink or, you know, whatever the case may be. Like I love autumn because it's just gorgeous, like colors, but it's not me. And I, I needed to be, I needed to be me. It's not my favorite color, but it's, it's what, it's who I am. You know, if I was to be a color, that would be a green no, color. I can see that. I can see that. <laughs> <laughs> the difference Sounds so weird. <laughs> if I was a color. <laughs> oh dear. People so probably listen to love, this going. I, Yeah, I love the thought process behind that. So, I mean, let's talk about how your brand has developed over time because you've talked about how your, um, your intentions when you set out was to be very sustainably focused and how it's kind of grown more and more to give you more and more of a platform, which is just down to, well, partly down to your wonderful marketing know-how anyway, but also taking those leaps and pushing yourself in development. And we've talked around the colors and things, but is there other elements of your brand that have developed over time that you weren't expecting? Um, That's a really good question. Um, I think think you start off and you think... (laughs) this is, you almost have an idea in your head of what your company is going to be like and whether that's visually how it, how people will feel when they read your copy or whatever the case may be. But I think you don't really know till you start really getting into the flow of writing blogs. And I don't even mean the first two months. I mean, I'm talking like now, I feel like I know myself and I know this brand now but I'm still learning things about it all the time. You know, that in itself's developing and I'm having to learn the best way to keep up with that. So that's also, I guess, a little bit about um, trends, um, knowledge that's out there and and being up to speed with that sort of thing. That all helps to develop Koala, I think, because the climate emergency is a hot topic. It's happening. And so having a green and sustainable thinking brand, I think I, it's my responsibility to make sure that I'm staying on top of what's happening and being consistent 
and 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 the education side what we spoke about earlier is quite a big part of that I think because there's lots of young people hungry people that want to learn Mm. and they might stumble across your brand and I think for me personally I feel as a green business it's my responsibility to share some insight you know it can be a graphic it can be a quote it can be something that maybe triggers an emotion or a thought process in them that they can go away with without jamming it down their throats because everyone's got a different uh viewpoint on this topic and uh my role i don't feel my role is to challenge that but more to show uh, uh, from a certain perspective and so i think that's what i try and do with koala but that in itself is a it's gathering a lot of speed now yeah. And so I'm struggling to sometimes stay on top of that. Um, but I think that's where the bit where you just say to yourself, well, as long as you're you and you're putting, you know, real thoughts and feelings into it, then then that's fine. And so, yeah, I think I think it is developing all the time. Um, yeah, I'll just, no, yeah. Absolutely. I think that that's a brilliant answer. And, and the thing is with your brand... I always recognize your brand whenever it comes up on my Instagram feed, mainly on Instagram, because that's kind of where I tend to hang out. Um, <laughs> so I always recognize your content, but it's more than that because your your values are so ingrained in everything that you share that it's almost like now I recognize you as Koala Marketing, but I recognize you as that ethical, sustainable business. You would be the go-to there's you and there's Aloha Mark, um, Aloha Social. Yes. Yeah. Um, and the two of you, I know that if I had any questions or wanted to anything to do with like the environmental, the sustainability side of things, you two would be the go-to that I go to. Go-to that I go to. Sure. <laughs> uh, we'll roll with that. <laughs> but I find it fascinating that you've like I I do branding this is this is my jam as well and I don't feel like I've managed to nail my values in such a way that you have so have you found and this is the bit that I'm trying to get to have have you found that the clients that have been drawn to you are very very much the clients that resonate with that ethical sustainable side or do you still find that you it's kind of a 50 50 and you kind of educate as you go I would say truthfully, it's probably a 50-50. I'd say for me, like if I'm talking about dream clients, then green, eco, sustainable businesses are totally where I would like to be at, you know. Mm -hmm. But I think for me, I'm probably still at a brand awareness stage Mm -hmm. in my journey because uh, we've been connected for a while on Instagram. So that awareness is there. Just like with your brand, I have the same feelings with you. I can immediately see within 0.5 seconds that that's you. And and that's what a really good, strong branding is, isn't it? But I I feel like I'm still trying to put myself out there I haven't maybe spent enough consistent time on marketing to those types of businesses. Mm. Um, I guess that is something that I will look to do maybe next year or as I go through this process. Um, but yeah, I've, I've sort of, I'm aware of the people I want to work with. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not sure what the best approach is yet in order to to present myself to them so I'm at the moment I'm just building a layer of presence 
around them. This is me. This is what I do. This is how I think. This is what you'll get from working with me. But then I'm not, I wouldn't say I've I've taken a very targeted approach towards those types of businesses yet. Um, But I would like to, I think. Um, uh, That's definitely like, if you said to me, what's your dream like aspirations for Koala Marketing? It would be to be the number one uh, green and sustainable agent, uh, number one agency to kind of green and sustainable thinking brands globally i guess you know probably unrealistically but no, no go with it just like those big that goals. would be the dream <laughs> that would be amazing <laughs> and i think also it's really interesting because even though it's 50 50 and this is a little bit of reassurance for listeners out there as well because the whole dream client thing is something that's a bit of a bugbear of mine but um also if you're focused on education as well and you're using this platform you'll have an impact on those 50% that aren't already ethical, sustainable mm. and green focused because well, that's you can the other thing. example. Yeah. That's it. So for me, I would never turn away somebody because I think part of the process with working with me is I'm going to be able to give you some insight into that, mm. how you as a business can be more green. And I think yeah. that was where uh, One Tree Planted came in because oh, yeah. gifting you know, by making a pledge to say in working with Koala Marketing, I will um, make a donation and plant some trees. Then I gift that to my clients. They're then part of that journey. There's that integration of I'm putting my big green arm around them and saying, come and join me on this journey. Like together, we can do great things. You know, maybe it's only five trees here, 10 trees there. But actually, together, if we're working together long term, that could be a hundred trees. That could be a thousand trees. Yeah. So let's let's do let's start small and let's think green. You know, even if you're not, you don't have to be a sustainable business to to think in that way. Mm. And so you're right. It is that's where the education side comes in. And I get a lot of people like talking. They'll come to me, and when I meet them, they'll talk about that with me. They'll say, yeah. "Oh yeah, I saw this thing, and I thought about you because I thought you know this is a great." And they're the conversations I want to be having. So in order to, for my brand to trigger that response and those conversations, I think then I'm, I'm giving myself a green tick. <laughs> Love that. Love that. So when it comes to um, the listeners, whether they're just starting out or whether they're already established, like, are there, is there any key bit of information or a key bit of advice that you would give them to like from your business journey, whether it's to do with the sustainability or whether it's to do with your business journey or one of each, if you fancy it, what would it be that you would want to share with the listeners? I'd have to say always be you. So for me, it's been really easy to be consistent with my brand because I have always been me. So I've I've built the brand on values that I believe in. So in talking about them just brings me joy so I enjoy what I'm doing every day um I so I think as long as you're when you're starting the brand journey and I'm sure you probably have these conversations with your clients when you take them through the, the brand lounge and stuff that it's be be you from the start and then you haven't got to fake it and change it and we're not happy when we're doing all that crap anyway so just be you but also just on a side note because um, I've I've sort of blogged about this and written about this quite a lot recently about the well-being side and be kind to you and all that sort of stuff is just just be nice to yourself a little bit don't put too much pressure on to be achieving great things every single day you're a human being 
It's not possible. You're going to have crap days. You can have great days. You can have days where you amaze yourself with how brilliant you are. We've all had those days where you're like, yeah. wow, bloody hell, how did I? <laughs> Imposter person? syndrome. What happened? <laughs> but just be nice to yourself and just say, you know, allow yourself to to just ride the waves a little bit of self-employment if that's your jam. If you're working for somebody, you can still be creative and you can still, especially now, coronavirus, and it, we talk about the perspective thing again. Mm. It has given, it's forced businesses' hands to allow a more agile working approach. So I think now if you feel like you, Tammy, you work best from two till two, Mm-hmm. you feel that you your employers can get more out of you by being more agile put forward a case to your employer or or whatever the case may be and say you know what I think this is how you're going to get the best out of me and put something forward and if that's more working from home opportunities if it's you know changing your working hours I think we're at a point now in the business world where it's opened up and it will allow people to be more, to create a more tailored experience for their unique needs. So I think my advice is just be you and just be kind to you as well. And don't be afraid to push back and say, in order to achieve my best creative self, this is what I need. And if your employer says, no, maybe it's not the right business for you because maybe the values aren't there that you need as a person. If you need flexibility and it's not a flexible business, then that could be the step in making a change. So just, yeah, be brave. I love that. That's such brilliant advice. And I'd love to echo what you said earlier as well about the um, having a self-audit. So if you're not sure where to start with how you work best, just maybe take the next week and just kind of assess when you feel productive, when you feel good, when you're enjoying your work, what you enjoy in your work, because outsourcing is a thing. And just kind of work (laughs) out where it is and what you enjoy from there. Um, and that whole piece around permission, I find it very hard to be, I'm very tough on myself and I find it hard to be kind to myself, like you've said, but I'm very fortunate that I have found someone else who is very similar to me, who is equally as hard on herself. So every day it's like, I give you permission to be kind to yourself. And it's almost, it's ridiculous to have to have someone else saying that to you, but it's enough to kind of make you realize So if you do find it difficult to be kind to yourself and you're sat there going, no, I have to make this work. I have to brute force it. This is me giving you permission to not have to. Okay. Take a break, have a cup of tea, go and stand outside. Maybe not now. It's rather wet. (laughs) Just like whatever it is you need to do, take that break because you'll be more productive and happier for it. Absolutely. That's been a wonderful conversation. Thank you so much for your insights, Kaylee. That's been fab. So where can our listeners find more about you? So if you would like to feel green and be green and have a big green arm around you, like we discussed earlier, then uh, you can check out my website, www.koalamarketing.co.uk. Or if you want to hear more of my voice or perhaps me and Tammy together, because we did a podcast episode together um, on my podcast, um, then head over to listen to Creative Genius Not, which is on Apple and Spotify. And yeah, give us a listen give us a a subscribe and a little rating and we will love you forever. Thank you very much. Mm -hmm. Um, Also on all the social channels, if you want to find me on there, then please do. 
Thank you so much, Tammy. Oh, you're welcome. And yeah, I highly recommend listening to Katie's podcast. She's had some amazing guests on there as well. So um, yeah, hop on over. I'll put all the links in the show notes. I'll put the links to your social channels in there as well, Kaylee, so anyone can come and find you. But until then, listeners, I hope that you have found this episode insightful and it's helped you realize that you can do business your own way and there are so many ways that you can do it. So all the links in the show notes and I would love to hear your views over in our Facebook community. So head on over to the Brand Lounge Club on Instagram and the Brand Lounge with Shadow Cat Creative on Facebook and I will see you there.